sold out this morning The kids had the morning news show on The anchor man was talking about the virus going on and on Some senator was squawking about the bad economy It's gonna get worse, you see We need a change of policy a local paper rolled up in a rubber band one more sad stories one more than I can stand just once I would like to see the headlines say not much to print today Father, we come before you right now in your holy name, Christ Jesus. We thank you so much, Father, for this day, for allowing us to wake up and see yet another day, Father. We know that there are many in our community and in our cities, in our country, Father, in the world who did not get to do that today, Father. So we are truly grateful. We are grateful that you allowed us to come in today to sing and praise your name and to listen to the good words that you have for us from pastor today, Father. We ask, Lord, that you continue to strengthen us each and every day, that we hold closer to you than ever before. 
that we know that our strength and our courage and our might comes from you. And when all the world around us seems to be crumbling, Lord, we know that inside of us is a power greater than anything outside of us. And we just ask today, Father, Father, for your blessings to continue to see that, to understand that, to know we are yours, to know that you have us and you hold us in your hands. We pray today, Father, for all of those that we love, all of those that we know and all of those that we don't know, Father, that are going through this virus and this situation right now, Father, we just lift them up before you and just ask for your blessings upon their lives, Father. Blessings upon their caretakers. Blessings upon the community at large, Father, for all the health care providers, for all of those, Father, that are doing all they can to save lives. We thank you for them. We lift them up before you and ask for your protection upon them. We love you. We praise you. We adore you. And it's in your holy name, Christ Jesus, that I pray. Amen. Yeah, y'all done. <laughs> All right. Greeting you with the Holy Word's peace. I think he wants you going that way. Sister Edda sung that song years ago, and it, it just really, really helps us today to understand that we do need to hear some good news. And the best news we can hear, good news, comes from the gospel. And all of this situations going on and circumstances going on, what we must understand is, is our behaviors now as Christians, our behaviors now as Christians is the most important light that can shine in a darkness right now. We are put here to be the best of the best. And you've always, I've always told you all that we live at a higher standard, at a higher moral standard uh, uh, than any human beings on the face of this earth. Christians are supposed to do that. Paul writes a letter to the church of Philippians, and he, he teaches us something here that we can use today. First, oh, excuse me, Philippians 1.27. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel. So it, it, the, the, Paul is telling us, no matter what happens, conduct ourselves worthy of the manner of the gospel. Isn't that right? So what he's saying then to us is we are the Christians. Even in the midst of all of this stuff that's going on, we're to conduct ourselves worthy of the gospel. You, we can't preach the gospel, and we can't be uh, trying to counsel other people if we ain't living what it says. Amen to that? And so he's teaching his, this church something like we need, I'm teaching you all today. Whatever happens, he said, whatever happens, we conduct ourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. No matter what happens, we conduct ourselves in the manner that's worthy of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. All right? Then, whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence. And, and he's telling this church, no matter what I come to see you or hear about you in my absence, this is very important for us today. All right? I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit. And so this is a time that we stand firm in one spirit. That means that we stand firm in the Holy Ghost. We stand firm in the Holy Ghost, the indwelling Holy Ghost, that indwelling power that keeps us up when everybody else is falling down. When everybody else is scared and, and, and we, we're still brave, but we go by the laws. 
because Christ would go by the laws. Very important for us to understand that. We have to stand now as one people, period. We have to be one now. There's no denominations now. One thing about this virus, it, ain't, it, it doesn't care if you're Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal, Catholic, whatever you are. It doesn't care. So we got to stand firm in one spirit. We, got, we are together in this, all right? And strive together as one for the faith of the gospel. And strive together as one for the faith of the gospel. Do you understand what that is? We stand firm as one as one. We stand firm. Read that again for me. I want you all to hear that. Read that again for me. We will stand firm in one spirit and we, strive together as we, one for the faith of the gospel. We stand firm in one spirit. We are together. One spirit, church. One spirit, period. All right? There ain't no little eyes, big U's, big eyes, and little U's. It's one spirit. All right? Now let's turn to Ephesians 4, verse 4 through 5 from the Passion. Being one body. And so we are, we are being one body and one spirit. We, he keeps telling them. He wrote that to Philippians, and now he's wrote this to the church of Ephesus. One body, one spirit. One body, one spirit. All right? As you were all called into the same glorious hope of divine destiny. And so we are all called in the same glorious hope of one destiny. Period. We're all called to the same place. When it's a thing ends, we're all called to the same place. There will be no divisions among us. One place. All right? There'll be no different doctrines among us. It'll be one place. All right? Here we go. For the Lord God is one, and so are we. So the Lord God is one, and so are we. So this is, what, this is what's going to make a difference to us today. This is what's going to make a difference to us today. We are empowered by the Holy Spirit, and we stand together as a divine unit in Christ. Because the Lord God is one, we stand with God today. Now, that doesn't mean, and, and that doesn't mean that we just can't do certain things, okay? That doesn't mean that we can run to and fro. Do you understand? We're going to go by the law. We're going to do what the law says, but we're going to stand in one spirit together, all right? It doesn't get, we don't get, we don't get a ticket to go free, and not go by the law. But this is a spiritual warfare we're talking about here. And the reason it's a spiritual warfare, we have so many people that's dealing with anxiety and stress, and uh, 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 they're talking about uh, the suicide uh, phones are going off the hook because people can't handle these situations, circumstances, because they don't have what we have. We don't stand alone. Not only do we have God, we have each other. And I'm talking about the body of Christ, not just Christ tipping off. That's all Christians. We have each other, all right? For we share in one faith, one baptism, and one Father. And so we share in one faith. That faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ, Christ and Him crucified. That, that, that makes it short. Christ and Him crucified, one baptism, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's who we, we are, all right? Now let's turn to 1 Corinthians 11. And so right now is a good time for us to imitate Christ. If you say you are a Christian, you're imitating Christ. And this is what the lesson really, the lesson starts here. We're to imitate Christ right now. And some, you've been hearing some, not criticizing, but you've been hearing some of these churches are open. We're not. But some of these churches are open. What would Christ do in this situation? If you remember, they were talking about taxes or something like that at one time. 
And they went up to Jesus and said, what did he think? And he told them to render, render to Caesar what is Caesar's. In other words, he was going by the law of Caesar, and he sent somebody down to the sea, and they got a fish and got a coin out of the fish because it was like taxes, okay? So he would go by the law. So if we're to imitate Christ as Christians, we still go by the law of the United States of America. All right? That doesn't give us a pass. Right? We still are under the Constitution, and the authorities of the United States of America. All right, church? All right. So he says, so imitate me, watch my ways, follow my example, just as I, too, always seek to imitate the anointing. And he's saying something boldly for all of us, and we should be able to say this as Paul says that. He says, imitate me as I, and watch me as an example. Because he's saying, I imitate Christ. And he says, if you imitate me, Okay? And watch me, you're watching Christ. See, some people don't see Christ. They don't read this gospel, but they see Christ through us. They, they, our actions is showing us if we're imitating Christ, then they can say, oh, that's Christ-like. Christians are Christ-like. Does that make sense? All right? And pastor, imitate is to take, follow, copy, or resemble. All right, imitate is to, is to take, mm -hmm. follow, to follow, to copy. To copy. So imitate means I'm going to, uh, to follow and copy Christ's demeanor. Look at that, Isaac. It's to, it's to, it's to uh, follow and copy Christ. Do you understand that? I am to imitate is to follow and, and copy Christ's behavior, no matter what the situation is. It sounds like a cliche. We say it. What would Jesus do? But that is right. What would he do? All right. Yes, to be a pattern, a model, or to be an example. And so uh, when we imitate Christ, so we're supposed to be, he is, we're, we're a pattern and a, and a model of him. And he is our example. And so when people see, we need an example who don't know Christ, they see Christ in us through this situation we're in now. Because we are ambassador of Christ, that means that we are an example of Christ and his behavior, and his lifestyle, and the things that he would do right going along this situation. All right? Now Galatians 5, verse 22 through 23. Right, and the reason I chose this is there's a lot of people at home, and we're hearing about domestic violence is going up again, and of course all kinds of domestic with children and all this is going up again. If there's any time in the history of this country, we need, if we're to imitate Christ, now we have to talk to the Christians first, because you have to be baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. When you're baptized and, and filled with the Holy Spirit, we always look at the gifts of the Spirit first. But we don't look at the character that the Spirit gives us. We don't look at the fruit that the Spirit gives us. When you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, you get saved, and you, and you repent of your sins, and, and you give your life to Christ, and you want Christ to be the Lord of your life, the Holy Spirit comes in, and the Holy Spirit gives you fruit. It's what we call the fruit, not fruits. Fruit. It's all together. He gives us fruit. These fruits are behaviors that we have to have to be able to imitate Christ. Now, this is what you ought to look at me. Are you imitating Christ in your homes now? How are you treating your wife or your husband or your children? What's going on there? Or your siblings? What's going on in your household? As Christians, if we say we are Christians and we're imitating Christ, then we need to work, allow the Holy Spirit to work the fruit of the Spirit out of us. And the fruit of the Spirit is 
It is love. Love? What, 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 how much love, we're talking about agape, how much love is really going on? We need love now more than anything. We need love. We need it now. Love, love will never ask for anything that it doesn't belong to them. And love will never blame, excuse me, love will never bring hurt or pain to another person. Right? Love is not selfish. It won't do those things. So if there's no, if there's a great time for us right now, we need love. We need love. Right now, there, everybody, because if you have a cell phone or phone, call somebody up. Pray with somebody. Just tell somebody you love them because we need that right now. Because when people sit in there, there's some people who don't have a family. They're sitting in their homes by themselves, and they need us to love them. But we, they need us to show that love. All right? And that's just a plain telephone call. I can say telephone call, cell phone call. All right? Next is joy. And we need that joy. And, and joy is a thing, even in the midst of all of this, you can find joy. You can find joy because when I look on the news and uh, I, there's a negative side, but then I look at the positive side of all the people that are risking their lives to help other people. We're talking about the, the policemen and the firemen and the nurses and the doctors and the volunteers and people opening up their businesses and, and giving things to other people. That ought to give you joy. In the midst of all of this, that ought to give you joy to see people taking time out of their time out and risking their lives to help save other people's lives. That's the joy of this whole situation. Never at any time have I've been around to seen Americans do so much good. You know, the, the TV has to put the negative stuff, but so much good is going on right now. There's good going on right now. And even the college students now here that's getting, going to school for nursery, they're letting them out early, and they're able to go to some of these rural areas where they need help, where the doctors don't, he needs the help, the nurses and the people do it. They're going to do that. That ought to give you joy. That ought to give you joy, all right? Next is peace. And, and you can have peace. Right now is a good time to have peace. Right now is a have, good time to have peace. You can sit down. When you have peace, I don't know if we have that definition. When you have peace, then you can, you can communicate with God more. Sometimes it's a good time to just sit down and, 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 and just meditate on him. Just meditate on him. Yeah. There's nothing greater than peace, not only the peace, quiet, but peace of mind also. All right? Here we go. Forbearance or long-suffering. And, and long-suffering is? Having Showing and enduring patience in spite of trouble. Long-suffering, is, is, that's, that's, that's very powerful. It's having patience and endurance of trouble. I mean, and showing character doing that. And we're going to have to, we're going to, have to show some endurance and some patience in spite of this trouble. And, yeah, and, you see, and part of this hardship, we're going to have to do that, folks. We're going to have to long-suffer. We don't know how long this is going to last. But we're going to do it with character. Because we Christians, we Christians, we 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 know this thing's going to get over, so we're we're going to do ours with patience, all right. Uh, in spite of what goes on, even when this passes and something else is going to come on, you all know that something else will come. We're still going to be the same. We treat everything the same, because we do it through the fruit. Excuse me, through the fruit of the spirit. That's how we do that. All right. And hardship. There's going to be some hardship. Now, Americans call hardship eating beans and rice and 
and oatmeal now. No, uh, but no real hardship is some of these other countries where they don't have any food. That's hardship. So we our hardship is not really hardship. All right, here we go. And that patience is not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting. And I love this, and I had to write this down. Patience is what? Read. It is not the ability to wait. It's not the ability to wait, but how to wait. That's right. It's how we're going to wait. You see? Yeah, it's how we're going to wait. Read that again now, because I want to make sure our people can get that on the... Patience is not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting. It's how we act while waiting. We got patience, and we're going to wait, but we're going to act like Christ would act. Paul has told us up there, he told them, Paul told this, this church that they could look at him. As he imitates Christ, they could watch him. We ought to be those people. They ought to be able to look at us. And see, in the midst of all of this, that we have patience, but look how they act. They're so calm. They have joy. Look at those people. That's what we're here for. We, hey, we're the superstars now. There ain't, there, ain't, there ain't no baseball, football, basketball, all that to look at. The real heroes are going to be us. We're the superstars right now. People are looking at the Christians, and we're seeing the good, the bad, and the ugly on TV, what they're doing. But we, the Christians, the true Christians that believe in the power of the Holy Ghost and, we, and, and, and got the indwelling Holy Spirit in us, we're going to act and have a behavior of the Lord Jesus Christ no matter how long this lasts. That's right. All right? The next one is kindness or meekness. All right, kindness. We all know what kindness and meekness is. Be kind to each other. Be right. meek to each other. Have a little kindness. I think there was a song years ago when Aretha Frank said, try, try a little tenderness. They could change that. Try a little kindness. Just try a little kindness. It's okay. Just a little kindness. It won't hurt you to do that. Right. All right? And goodness. And goodness. And faithfulness. And faithfulness. Gentleness. And be gentle. This is a time for every household to be gentle. Every household ought to show. Christ took a north. I'm talking to you as y'all's spiritual leader. There ought to be goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control in every household. You all have been taught that. You've been taught that. And it's been in this church long enough you've been taught that. We ain't going to fall apart. Now, this, is gonna, this doesn't separate us, Christ took a north. This brings us together. It brings our families together. It brings love together. We're going to see, we should see the goodness in people that we've been living with that we didn't know was there. Because sometimes it takes a little trouble or something to shake us up to really know who we have been living with. But here at Christ Temple North, we are the people, we the people of Christ Temple North will act under the authority of the Holy Spirit and under the teaching. Because there's one thing that Pastor Fields can say. He has always tried to teach you all to be to be a prepared people in a prepared place. The people fail are unprepared people in a prepared place. All of those messages, Sunday school and Bible study, should prepare you for a place and time like today. All right? Now we're going to read verse 24 through 26 from the voice. Those of us who belong to the anointed one. Those of us who belong to the anointed one, meaning Jesus Christ. Have crucified our old lives 
and put to death the flesh and all the lust and desires that plague us. All of those old desires have been put away because we're new people. And we're figuring out now, hey, thank God that we don't have to go. We can, we can live in our houses. There was a time that I would have been, I could have never been able to stay in the house day after day. I would have had to go out somewhere. That old flesh would have got thirsty. And would have had to go someplace. That old flesh would have needed to be entertained and would have had to go someplace. But now that I'm a new creature in Christ through the anointing of Jesus Christ and the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, I'm able to stay home and enjoy the peace and the love of Christ with my wife, Sister Gwen. You understand? I don't even have that cravings for that old guy anymore. There's none of that stuff should be there anymore. We ought to be past that now. All right? Now, since we have chosen to walk with the Spirit. Now, since we have chosen to walk with the Spirit, that's the big Spirit. Let me know how much time it is. To walk with the Spirit, we have chosen. We have chosen to walk in the Spirit. If we walk in the Spirit, we will not feel the desires of the flesh. So we good. We good because we're going to walk in the Spirit. If we're walking in the Spirit, let me tell you something. I'm talking to Christ Temple North people. You've been taught. If you're walking in the Spirit, some of you all, this ought to be a vacation for your family to come together and you to do some things. You see, it ought to be a time because most of you had jobs and you never had a time to be with your children and to sit and play with your children and to have meditation with your children, to have Bible studies with your children or with your spouses and never time. This, if you walk in the spirit, you're able to say this is a great thing for us. We're going to, in my house, I think it was Joshua that said, in my house, we're going to serve the Lord. This is a time right now for the houses of Christ and our people to serve God in there. And we serve God through the fruit of the Spirit. All right? Let's keep each step in perfect sync with God's Spirit. And, and we're going to keep, take each step in what? Perfect sync with God's Spirit. Whatever they asked us to do, we're going to stay in step with God's Spirit. There is no way in the world that the Holy Spirit is going to tell us to be disobedient to the laws. It's not going to tell us to do that. So we're going to keep in step with the Spirit. And as long as, see, as long as we are in step with the Spirit, we find good in the midst of ugly. We find victory in the midst of failure. Because we walk, we're going to keep, no matter what happens to us, we're going to stay in the Spirit of God. Now, the Spirit of God will protect us, okay? The Spirit of God will protect us. And I keep telling y'all, the greatest protection that God gave us is wisdom. And so the Spirit of God will give us the wisdom how to deal, and what to deal, when, where, and how. That's why I keep telling, I told you all way before uh, they talked about this lockdown, way before that, Pastor Fields was not going to open this church on Easter. That was the spirit. And I'm going to tell you, and it's going to be a long time after Easter before we do that. But we're going to walk in the spirit. If we walk in the spirit, the spirit of wisdom will teach us and tell us when it's time to open up. You see, and I'm so blessed uh, to say this today. There's so many people calling about their tithes and giving a goodwill offering. How can they get the money to the church? These, they're still in the spirit. When you're in the spirit, when you're in the spirit and you walk in the spirit, you know that you still are going to do your obligation to the church. And that's why we don't have a fear. Some churches, listen to me, the reason some churches are having to be open and wanting to be open is a financial thing. 
I'm talking about they, they have, their people don't, they're not committed to their tithes and their goodwill offering. But if we walk in the spirit, we're not going to fail. Your Christ temple north will be better than ever because we're going to become more spiritual now. So no matter what things happen, we're going to walk in the spirit. And if we walk in the spirit, we're going to have a wonderful time in your homes and your children. You can lay hands on your children, have Bible study with your children. It's going, it could be make, make this a great thing. Use this time to make it very valuable as family and friends, okay? This will happen when we set aside our self-interest. And, and we got to set aside our self-interest. Alright? Wait a minute. One of the things it is that we can have a great time now, we can have a real great time now, is because sports is off. Because it's hard now. Y'all know I'm a sports fanatic. But sports is off now. So self-interest, God took that all away. He said, I'm going to take that away from y'all. And so now, so now we need to have family interests, friend interests, God interests. You see? He's helping us out with this. You see, on Sundays, there's no football and all of this stuff and taking kids to and fro. It's a time now that what we can do is we can come together as a family and get, in, get the interest back to the family. All right? Work together to create true community. And we're gonna, we work together and create true community. This is a time where we work together and create. The, see, people talk, we family in the church. We family in the church. Well, this is a time for us to work together and be a true community of Christ Temple North and friends. We're going to work together. And as we work together, we're going to get through this better than we went in it. That's right. All right. Instead of a culture consumed by provocation. And provocation is? To anger, irritate, or annoy someone by actions or words. We passed all that now. We passed that. Amen to that. Amen. No right. pride or envy either. And no pride or no envy. This is what we're about here. This is one of the greatest times for us to come together and build the community called the church family and the family. The church cannot build, it, build the church family together unless families outside the church are built together. When, church, when them families build themselves together, they bring that attitude into the church. And we're able to support and to, and, and, and to love one another like we're supposed to love one another. And that's why I've always used this affirmation. In me there's no failure, for Christ is within me, and there is no failure in Christ. I walk as Christ, I talk as Christ, I think as Christ. I have the Spirit of Christ within me, therefore I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. If we take that affirmation, you've heard me say it many times, we take that affirmation and put it in our lives, and live through that affirmation, then this too will pass, and we'll be a better people for it. Amen. Am I done? Amen to that. Father, Father God, we want to thank you this morning. Uh, thank you this morning, that Sunday morning, and we're together in spirit. Even though we're not together in the building, we're together in spirit because we one spirit. And our sister sang a song, a little good news. Well, they got some good news from the gospel. Let us live, Christ Temple North and friends, let us live as what we've been taught this morning. And not only our lives will be better, we'll be better 
for this country and for this church. We're responsible as Christians to let our light shine in the middle of darkness. We're not going to put a bushel basket over our light. We want our light to shine. Because some people, they don't have Christ shining in their life. They don't know him. But they know us. And they can invitate us as we invitate Christ. So we thank you for it. We thank you for this blessing. We thank you for this Sunday. And I'm asking you to protect our people and our friends with the spirit of wisdom to do the right thing in this dark time. We thank you, and we're looking forward to a victory, and we're looking forward to coming back together one of these days with lots of hugs. And I also ask you to bless all of those people that are, are financing, uh, giving their offerings and giving their tithes to the church. Bless them, as the gospel says, a hundredfold. This is my prayer in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. We got through it again. <laughs>